Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, it looks like Aaron Judge is really going to do it inches close to the Maris' 61 by hitting two home runs, number 58 and 59 in Milwaukee during the weekend series. Kind of a up-and-down series for the Yankees. We'll kind of get into that. But, again, it looks like Judge is actually going to do this, and it's probably going to be on the home stand as the Yankees return home uh, for two games against the Pirates and four games against the Boston Red Sox. So, very likely he's going to do it during that stretch. So, it's going to be very interesting there. But there are some concerns about this Yankee team. Uh, good news getting Rizzo back, but there are concerns about Cole, of course, and parts of the bullpen now where you're kind of a little worried about this team going into a playoff scenario. Again, looks like they very well should hold on to the AL East uh, and probably would be the AL East champions there. But there's about things about this team that you really got to be concerned and did kind of come out during this Milwaukee series. Get it to all that, but before we do, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. So wherever you listen to this, there's got to be a like, a follow, subscribe button, some of that nature. Hit that. Get notified when new Yankee talk and content comes up. So you get these little wrap-ups. You get some Yankee stories and other little goodies. It's exclusive for podcast subscribers. So you want to make sure you get all that stuff. So make sure you subscribe and get all that. So I mentioned before, uh, you know, Judge into close into Maris is 61. Great there. But the Yankees, you know, facing the Milwaukee Brewers and kind of interesting, you know, you know, just a venue for the Yankees to be there. Remember, Milwaukee used to be an American League team. The Yankees would face them more often. But, of course, they switched to the National League team. So, again, the Yankees kind of only visiting that place only once every four years. So it's kind of bizarre to see them there uh, when they do. Now, this is fresh off the Yankees. We're kind of coming in, you know, with a good head of steam, uh, sweeping Boston on that two-game brief series. And that's where we saw the reemergence of Gleyber Torres, kind of looking like the old baby bomber when he first came up, as well as Judge hitting two home runs in one of those games. So I guess Judge likes to do it in bunches. Uh, but, you know, a lot of things concerned about during this Milwaukee series. And really the first game was probably the biggest glaring one. Now they had Frankie Montos kick it off. And last time his last series was against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, the game. Uh, but he wasn't exactly helped out by Hicks' defense. Kind of took a bit of a hard luck loss there. Again, wasn't really razor sharp there. But the Hicks, you know, miscues out in the outfield there in left field. Caused three Rays runners to score. And, you know, it got to do as bad. It was so bad that, again, Boone had to pull him out of there um, after the fourth inning. So, you know, it would be nice to see Montos, you know, kind of wipe that off his memory bank there and just have a strong six, seven innings out in there and really show that he, you know, deserves to be here and he's possibly someone you want to consider being a starter in the uh, playoff rotation, but did not make for a case for himself in this game. And then really a bad loss for the Yankees. Overall, he built him up a 5 nothing lead and he wasn't able to hold on to that. So they got it off, kicked it off in the top of the first. Take them to a 3 nothing lead early on, uh, thanks to a sack flight by Donaldson, as well as hits by kind of Fleffer and Gonzalez. Again, put the Yankees up 3 nothing, and the Yankees tacked on a couple more in the second, thanks to a throwing error by Colton Wong. The Yankees scored two more. Now, Stanton tried to lay it out to second base. They nailed him there. Again, I just, you know, and there was another part, too, in, in the last game where he just looked like he's not running at full steam. So, definitely, those Achilles an issue, and then probably the reason why, again, he's just been ice cold as a hitter there. But, you know, thankfully for the Yankees, you know, Milwaukee kicked the, kicked the ball around a little bit. Similar to the Gleyber Torres, you know, quote-unquote Little League home run uh, up in Boston there. Um, obviously, that was able to score three. This one, um, you know, at once, this was just able to score two with, with some runners on. Uh, so, But, of course, you know, the important thing, the Yankees mistake to a 5 nothing lead. You figure, all right, great, the Yankees are going to cruise along here. Be a nice, easy Friday night win for the Yankees. But, no, that would not be the case. Montos wasn't able to hold it for the Yankees uh, with two on. Uh, Willie Adams up, and he would actually just kill the Yankees the entire weekend. Hits a three-run home run, so cuts the lead to 5-3, to three, puts Milwaukee right back in the game in a blink. And for Montos, he would end up getting lifted in the fourth, uh, was responsible for a run as he left there, and his, his line was ugly as he left this game. Uh, only three and one-third inning. Uh, again, was charged with four runs total, but four hits, but worse than that, four walks. I mean, he's really been hurt by the walks and only two strikeouts. 
Again, he's a guy who throws high 90s. You figure you can blow people away. But, again, the, the stuff, you know, the control of this hasn't been there since he's joining the Yankees. Um, so, just again, big disappointment there. And then Lucas Lucky coming out of the bullpen uh, wasn't much better. Wasn't able to hold it for the Yankees. Would give up a double to that same Adams who hit the home run earlier, followed by a sack fly after that, able to play Yelich. And at that point, tied the game 5-5. So, the Yankees blowing an early 5-0 lead. And this is a game would kind of go to the bullpen up to the eighth inning. Now, interestingly, in this game, the Yankees actually had Herman pitch an inning or so in relief. So now, again, he's been a starter for the Yankees recently, but it could be a situation where getting him in work and maybe now there's an open spot. Uh, maybe that's paving the way because they have Severino lined up to come back. Um, so that's probably why maybe perhaps he saw just Herman, you know, just getting some work in really more of a glorified bullpen session. So maybe they're lining things up for possibly Severino to come back. So a little interesting there. But this game would actually stay 5-5 until the eighth inning uh, where the Yankees would eventually give up the lead. Now, Loise goes on the mound. Now, with a run run, actually made a good play, a comebacker up up the middle. He was able to feel the ball, throw it to second base, and kind of bounced it in there. It kind of had to because the run was coming in. And IKF had made a great scoop uh, to save the ball from going to center field mostly, but also able to – keep his foot in the bag to get it out. So great defensive play by IKF. But unfortunately, that would be the good. Unfortunately, then we'd have the bad. So we're two out. Runners on first and third. And it looks like Loise could possibly might have got out of the jam there. But Adams, again, the guy who just killed the Yankees the whole game, the whole weekend, hits a ball to shortstop. IKF, I'm going to say it was a bang-bang play, but definitely a play he should have made. I mean, the ball did kind of – he did have like – you know, it was hit hard, and he kind of had to run across his body a little bit. But I think it's a, it's a ground ball that he normally would probably be able to field, and most shortstop would be able to field and throw out, uh, say, 90% of the time. Unfortunately, he bobbled a little bit. Ball fell down. And of course, he wasn't able to get a throw off in time. And then the runner from third, Hura, who was actually pinch running, was able to score and put uh, Milwaukee up that point 6-5. to five. And this came down into the ninth inning with the Yankees a little heroic. So uh, they brought on the lefty closer, Taylor um, Rogers now he has 31 saves, but he does have a high ERA over four, so he's not exactly a complete lockdown guy. But he is their closer now. Donaldson up, leading off the inning, hits a nice clutch solo home run, um, ties the game six six at the point. Again, Donaldson, you know we've seen him have some clutch moments there in in in, the, in whether ninth inning or extra innings for the Yankees. Well, big one, big there, and really Donaldson had a pretty good weekend overall. Just maybe just likes the the look and feel of the Milwaukee Park. Maybe likes the you know, the, the slide there, you know, the, the beer guy going down the slide there, whatever it is. But so Donaldson actually had himself a pretty good weekend, but uh, this, you know, it wouldn't be enough for the Yankees. So right after that, the Yankees, you know, teased you a little bit. So right after that, nobody else, Cabrera hits a double. So he's on second base, nobody out. IKF does the right thing. Um, we know about him. He has good back control. So whether he hit a single, a sacrifice bunt, lays down a good bunt. Um, so he's out at first, but it more importantly puts – um, Cabrera at third base with less than two outs. So all you need is a sacrifice fly, a deep fly, something. And the Yankees could have gotten the winning run, but that would not be the case. And uh, up, gets a call third strike on the outside corner. Now this would turn out to be a bad uh, bad call. We'll get into that in a moment. And then after that, Higgy up after that with an opportunity with two outs to be a hero. But unfortunately, goes after a, an early pitch and kind of weakly flies out the center. And then, of course, you see the replay on that and the hard call third strike way outside and between innings. Um, to the bottom of the ninth there, between the, the top and the bottom of the ninth. Boone comes out, argues, gets himself thrown out, which he kind of had on I mean, it was just, I mean, even on real time, it was bad, but all the replays, the ball was way outside. So uh, now Anderhaw was behind in the count, and, you know, I'm not going to say that, oh, he, he definitely would have, uh, you know, would have gotten a sacrifice fly if it wasn't for that strike. No, I mean, he still might have struck, struck out or popped up, but 
Nevertheless, the Yankees really got hosed bad on that one. And of course, home um, balls and strikes are, are, you know, things that aren't replayable. So you just kind of have to take it there. Um, but this will go to the bottom of the ninth. And uh, Clay Holmes up, and not a safe situation. But again, you kind of just hoping maybe you get two innings out of him if he has a clean ninth. But unfortunately, you wouldn't even get out of the ninth. We, uh, Hunter Renfro would lead off the inning with a double. Now he would get to third um, on a ground out. So he had a situation of uh, runner on third with only one out. Now, so Holmes had to kind of be careful there. And you figure they're going to try to set up the double play. So Andrew McClutchin, the former Yankee, who kind of almost semi-retired before the year started, but then uh, ended up with the Brewers, would end up walking. So he had runners on first and third with one out. And again, he kind of probably pitched around, tried to set up the double play there. Now, he would buckle down and strike out Peterson, which would then bring two outs. And you think, you know, you, you scra- you're thinking, hey, maybe Holmes would get out of this one. So Victor Carantino, uh, Car- uh, uh, the uh, catcher, he would walk, so this time would load the bases up. And then um, Garrett Mitchell up with the bases loaded, lefty versus righty. Holmes battled a little bit, but um, Garrett able to put a well-placed single right up the middle. Holmes was able to field it. Ball goes in the outfield, and, of course, Renfro easily scores from third base. And Milwaukee has a exciting walk-off win, 76, against the New York Yankees. And, again, just a terrible opening uh, first game for the Yankees. Uh, again, this with Frankie Montas blowing a 5 nothing lead. And this is the way they had an opportunity there at the top of the ninth. Again, you had Cabrera Leo for the double, and then you had him on third base with less than two outs. Opportunity to score the winning run there. The Yankees couldn't come through. And again, just lose that first game uh, in bad fashion, 7-6, um, to six, which then brought the Yankees to the second game. And this was a game they would lose as well, but it's more understandable. They just pretty much ran into the wrong guy at the wrong time. Uh, so it was Brandon uh, Woodruff, the tough right-handed throws, you know, high, high 90s. Um, you know, coming in with a 10 and four record and ERA a little over three against Jamison Tyone. And so, and this was a game that this Woodruff was just on and the Yankees really had no choice. Uh, really, no, nothing to do in the matter with it was just completely dominated. You know, sometimes we just have a dominant pitcher like a Verlander or Scherzer that comes in there or Cole when he's good. There's really nothing you could do about it. With the, you know, these guys have ace-like type stuff and throw almost hundred miles per hour and really nothing you could do about it. Um, it'd be nice to win those games, but sometimes you can't. So this was a situation where I'm not really blaming the offense, not blaming Tyone, not really blaming anything of the Yankees. Just they really ran into the, the wrong guy at the wrong time. Um, it would be scoreless into the third inning. And who guess who? Willie Adams, who just again, killed the Yankees in the first game, hits a three-run home run with, with two on, uh, puts the Milwaukee up three to nothing. And that would really be all Milwaukee needed um, in the game. Now, a little scary incident actually before that uh, with Marlon Gonzalez up. Again, the uh, catcher, uh, Carantino, was, you know, just simply trying to throw the ball back to the pitcher, Woodruff. And I guess uh, didn't realize that Gonzalez's head was kind of in a little too close in the batter's box there. Actually ended up hitting him as he was trying to throw the ball. They actually whacked him on the head. So Gonzalez needed to come out there. Um, they did some tests on him. It looks like he didn't have to go in, in the concussion protocol, but uh, definitely scary. And definitely let, uh, left the mark there for the Yankees. Now, the Yankees' only little bright spot was Donaldson in the top of the fourth. Hits a solo home run. Again, that was the only uh, heartbeat the Yankees had in this game. Again, Donaldson with a pretty decent weekend for himself overall. Uh, cut the lead to 3-1. to one. Uh, But in the fifth, uh, Yelish with an RBI double would score Garrett Mitchell. Give them another run to so put them up that point 4-1. to one, And that would be a final score of 4-1. to one. The Yankees just really had nothing to do against Woodruff. Again, he would go eight innings, strike out ten Yankees, only give up one walk, and just that one earned run off the Donaldson um, home run. And for Tyone, wasn't exactly terrible garbage. I mean, his, he fell to 13-5, only able to go five innings. 
Um, did surrender the four on runs, but really, again, the killer was that three-run home run to Adams. Um, and But really, the ugly part of this game was Stanton, four strikeouts. And again, he just looks completely lost at the plate there. Again, you can understand he has a hard throw like Woodruff there, but still, uh, Stanton has been ice cold. And again, a problem that the Yankees um, got to deal with that. If he's not ready to go by playoffs, maybe you don't start him. I don't know. Maybe you, you play DJ if he's back at third base and has Donaldson DH. I don't know. But uh, nevertheless... Ugly game for Stanton, which brings the Yankees to the third game where they're just trying to stave off from getting swept against the Brewers. Now, a little good news before we start. It will be the return of Anthony Rizzo. Again, he's, he's been out for a while with this kind of fogginess and headache issues uh, due to the epidural shot he had to take for his back injury. Again, his last two games we saw him, he hit home runs, but then he had to go in the IL. Well, he comes back in this game, and what he kind of continues what he does, a home run. But we'll get into that to a moment. Uh, but since he was back, they uh, optioned Floreal back down to the minus, so he's gone. But really, the, the big news of this game would be Cole. I mean, it would be, I would say Cole and Judge. Judge happy because he does, did end up hitting two home runs in this game. But Cole with another dismal performance where, yet again, he just gives up a bunch of runs in one inning. Decent for the rest of the game, but he just has these innings where he just completely falls apart. And this would happen to him in the first inning uh, with Colton Wong, with Renfro and Adams on. Colton Wong with a three-run home run. In the bottom of the first, would put Milwaukee up 3 nothing. And if you're the Yankees and you're a Yankee fan, you figure, oh, my God, we lost the first two games. Now we're behind 3 nothing. Cole just gave up a 3-1 home run. We're going to get swept. But, no, the Yankees would come back, and this game would be a bit of a home run back and forth fest. Kind of exciting to watch if you want to offense. This was the game for you. So in the second inning, Yankees would get on the board, Oswaldo Cabrera, with his second home run since being called up to the majors. So cut into the lead to 3-1. and one. Now Cole would give up another home run in the bottom of the second. Give it right back up. So the Yankees are behind 4-1. to one. But then in the third inning, the man of the hour, Judge, with number 58, hits a bomb to left field. Kind of left center. Cuts the lead in half, 4-2. to two. And then right after him, Rizzo, again, back from the back injury, goes back-to-back. Back. So using three backs, you know, an injured back, and then going back-to-back back, um, after Judge. Little, uh, little kind of line shot over, just kind of made it over the right field wall there. Cut the lead down to four to three. And again, if you remember early in the season when the Yankee offense was really rolling, how many times would we say Judge and Rizzo back to back, or you know Rizzo and Stanton back to back? Well, looks like Stanton's not back there. But this again important to have Stanton back. I'm mean, sorry, Rizzo back. And if he's healthy, uh, just to have him Judge pad off each other, just to break up the righty lefty there. And we see those those guys go deep back to back a lot of times. So. When those guys are going good, means the rest of the Yankee offense overall goes good. And for the Yankees, they would put up a big number in this game. Uh, but back to the game itself, really the turning point would be in the fifth inning uh, with the bases loaded uh, and Stanton up with an opportunity to really maybe make a big mark on himself. And he's been very quiet since coming back. Now, he, he, he hit a, a, a screamer to the left side of the bag there. Um, third baseman was able to put a good glove on it. Throw it to second base, try to get the force Donaldson at second. But um, Colton Wong... Had his foot off the bag just by a couple of inches, and actually Donaldson was called safe there at second base. And Judge was easily able to score and tie the game at that point, four to four, and left the bases loaded there. Right after Cabrera, who early had the home run, put a well placed single, kind of an infield kind of you know, use almost like a swing and they would call like a swing and bunt, you know, just perfectly placed by the second base there, where really no one could put a play on it. So the ankles were able to play another one. Uh, put the Yankees up 5-4, to four, and then kind of the big blow that really put it away for the Yankees in this game. Higgy, two-run single up the middle, and, and two more come in, and the Yankees were up 7-4. And that was really the nail in the coffin for the Brewers uh, for this game. But uh, a little more Yankee offense coming up. So in the seventh inning, already up 8-4. to four, Aaron Hicks looking for anything, just the first sign of life that he's breathing. 
hit a solo home run on himself and kind of put the bat down and kind of puffed his chest out a little bit. It's like, dude, you're having a terrible season. Don't do that. But nevertheless, he likes to swagger it a little bit. So whatever. Maybe if it gets him going, I'm all for it. Uh, puts the Yankees up 9-4. to four, And then later in that seventh inning, Aaron Judge up again. You figure, ah, you know, they're not going to give this guy anything to hit. He just hit a home run before that. But um, got enough of a, of a ball. Uh, drive it opposite field over towards right. Uh, I'll say more like right center. Number 59 in the season. Puts the Yankees up 10 to 4 in the game. And, you know, this for exciting and um, inching closer to that number 61. Uh, now just two away from that. Now, in the ninth inning, the Yankees kind of had this game pretty much blown away up 12 to 6, but they did manage to make it a little interesting for themselves. So Peralta on the mound in the ninth gave up three singles to start it off. So at that point, uh, Boone decided, hey, look, I, you know, I can't play around here. Decided to um, go with Holmes, uh, put him in the game. Now, he would give up a ground rule double, uh, double to Peterson right off the bat. And we saw this from Holmes in the Friday night game. Again, the first bat he faced, giving up a ground rule double. Well, he does it in this game now. Interestingly, with the bases loaded, um, Yankees were actually lucky in this case. It was a ground rule double and the ball bounced over. Otherwise, all three runners on the bags would have scored. But in this case, only two runners would score at that point. So the score was, at that point was uh, 12 to 8. But still, situation where Milwaukee's rallying and we've seen Holmes uh, be a little faulty a little bit in the second half of the season. Uh, but he would buckle down uh, with two outs. Uh, he would get a strikeout and then finally a ground out to second from Hura. And Yankees are able to hold on to this game uh, for a score of 12 to 8. But again, you like to see the offense is great, but you got to be worried about a couple of things. And mainly Cole not having an ace like performance, only able to go five innings in this game. Uh, with the four earned runs from one of them, a three-run homer and then one of them a solo home run. Did strike out eight, uh, but with three walks. And he did improve his record to 12-7. and seven, But this is a guy that's supposed to be an 18, 19, or do I dare say the 20-game winner. And at this point in the season, which is going to be over very shortly, he only has 12 wins on the season. I know he has had a couple of hard luck losses there. But um, really, uh, you know, something the Yankees got to be a little concerned about with, again, he's supposed to be your ace going into the playoffs. And for the Yankees... Able to maintain a five and a half game lead over Toronto. And then a little after that, of course, Tampa's right there in the mix as well, only six games behind. So I think if you're the Yankees, you've got to be rooting for Toronto. I mean, you don't want to have to see Tampa's pitching in the playoffs because this is going to be bad news for the Yankees. So uh, we've got to see how that, that shakes out. And for the Yankees, kind of leave the way they kind of came in 30 games over um, 500. And again, we'll host the Pittsburgh Pirates of two and then four against the Boston Red Sox. And again, very, very, very likely that Judge will uh, not only tie, but then surpass Roger Maris's home run record on that homestand. And again, it's going to be a very exciting, you know, fans are going to have the, the cell phones out every at bat. And I'm sure, you know, MLB and ESPN and all the other stations are going to break away from their game coverage to see Judges at bat. So it's going to be fun. Like we haven't seen this. Again, last time we saw this was probably with Barry Bonds when, you know, he was uh, chasing 73 uh, back in, uh, you know, back in 2001. So I meant it's almost been like now two decades since we've actually been like locking in on someone's home runs. Uh, so again, kind of fun, that aspect of it. Um, you know, it was like that also, I remember back in 98 with McGuire and Sosa, every time McGuire was up, they would break away from coverage just to see the at-bat. So that part will be cool. Uh, but for the Yankees, got to be concerned about this, you know, mainly with Cole. And not only that, just the whole starting rotation itself. You know, just I probably mentioned this before, but you got Cole not pitching like an ace. I mean, look, it's within him to sort of go up there and throw the zeros at any time. He's that good. He has the stuff, but... We haven't seen it consistently enough this season. So you have a guy who has the stuff. As far as we know, he's not hurt. He has the experience, but he's not pitching well going into this postseason. So that's concern number one. And then, of course, you look at your other guys there. You got Nesta Cortez, who 
I feel confident with him. Now, he doesn't really have postseason experience, but I think you do feel confident with him. I think he can handle it, not to be a fault, but he's not the guy that, unless he just has some ungodly performance, which I don't expect, he's not the type of guy I don't think he's going to go seven, eight shutout innings in the playoffs. It just seems like he's the type of guy. He's probably going to go four to five innings in the playoffs, and then they'll probably go the bullpen by committee. Same with now Tyone. I think he, not that he'd be intimidated by the moment, but I don't think he's as cool, a calm, a collective a character as Nestor Cortez is. Um, and again, he has zero experience doing this. So you have Cole not pitching well, Cortez no experience, Tyone no experience. So you got to be concerned about some of your starters here. I know Severino's coming back supposedly, and yes, he has the experience. I think he has the confidence, but he's kind of starting all over again. You know, this is like his third time, um, you know, almost like his third spring training this season. Now, when he started off the season, he was he pitched better, more like an ace than Cole did. But unfortunately, you know, injuries caught up with him. He's been out for a while. But we don't know what he is yet coming back. You know, we can't just guarantee just because he's back, he's going to be Severino. And it, are there going to be enough starts to give him the arm strength and the control that he needs to be effective? So now you got Cole, you're not sure of. Two pitches, Cortez, Tyone, not much experience. We don't know if Severino's going to be ready. Frankie Montas, you can't have any confidence in him. He's just not been good at all since coming here. That leaves what? Domingo Herman, who's decent, I guess. But again, not exactly a ton of experience. He's healthy. He's throwing decently well. But, you know, do you feel great about Domingo Herman starting a game? I don't. So, Yankees got to be concerned about that. And let's go look the last time the Yankees uh, went through the World Series. You had They pretty much went to a three-man rotation. You had CC. You had A.J. Burnett and Andy Pettit. Okay, of those, you know, those three of them, now I know A.J. Burnett was always a bit of a mystery up and down. You weren't too sure you could get about him. But at least with C.C. and Andy Pettit going in, you had confidence in both of them. They not only had confidence that they were pitching well, they both had experience. So you had two guys that were both pitching well and had experience going to the playoffs. You felt good about that. You don't feel good about any of the, you know, four or five Yankee starters I mentioned right now in terms of pitching well to close out the season and having experience in the postseason. So you got to be concerned about that, and you got to be concerned about the bullpen for the Yankees. Now, Chapman did come back in the second game, got a little work in, but, I mean, is he a guy you have confidence in? Eighth, ninth inning, get big outs? Not me. And Clay Holmes, I know since coming back from the back spasm injury, um, has gotten some saves under his belt. Overall looks okay, but he doesn't look like the Holmes Holmes from the first half of the season, and he's been wild. We saw twice during this Milwaukee uh, series giving up leadoff – ground rule uh, doubles to, to on the first batter, which you cannot do if you, you know, let's say you're, you're ahead one run in the game. You cannot be doing that in the ninth inning. We saw him do it twice during this series and he's been wild. We see him hit some batters. So he, even though he's been a little bit better and he's got some saves, you don't feel hundred percent confident in him. So, you know, there's gotta be concerns now with this Yankee starting rotation, but the bullpen um, going to October, you just don't really feel fully confident in this group. And again, you bounce that off of 2009 when you had CeCe Zabatha, you felt good about. You felt good about Pettit. And I know Burnett could sometimes be a head case and up and down, but his stuff was good. And he turned out to be a really good postseason for the Yan- a pitcher for the Yankees in 2009. And of course, the Yankees had Mariano Rivera, the, who you know he could go for two innings if need be. And of course, they had you know, contributors like Marte, uh, who pitched well for them. So you felt good about the bullpen. You s- felt good enough about the starting pitching. You do not have that case right now in 2022. So. Let's see what the Yankees and then now offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Stanton is still they got to figure out if he's hurt, if he could play, then hopefully he could turn around. If he can't play and he's just physically can't do it, I don't know. Maybe he's got to bench him in favor, whether it's Cabrera, whether it's um, 
and a hog, whether it's Donaldson or someone who could actually just put the bat in the ball because he's just not doing that at all lately. So, Yankees got concerns there. But overall, I guess you know, a lot of that's probably going to be in the, on the back burner of the news um, this upcoming week and the week after is going to be Aaron Judge uh, going after Marisa 61. And good for him and, you know, good news for the Yankees. Um, but, again, a lot of concerns for the Yankee pitchers, starters, and bullpen guys. So we'll catch you up next time. Again, we'll meet up after the uh, Pittsburgh series. Again, a brief two-gamer. Uh, the Yankees went 1-1 in Pittsburgh. So we'll see what the Yankees do here at home. Again, a Pittsburgh team that has nothing to play for. So, you know, as well as Boston coming here, a last-place team with nothing to play for. I know they're going to try to play the Yankees tough and hard as they would. But six games for the Yankees to really, if they could go 4-2, and two, uh, should really help solidify that AL East for them. And this let Toronto and, again, Tampa continue to gorge at each other. So Section 420 Talking Yankees, hope you liked the episode. Hope you liked the Judge show at um, in Milwaukee there. And hopefully he could surpass and go past Maris in front of the home field in the Bronx. So we'll catch you next time. Thank <laughs> you.